The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Creeps, cults, ghosts, guys named Jerry. This is your one-stop shop. If you like all that weird shit, join me. I'm Casey Balsham. I'm a comedian and I am fascinated by dark, twisty, and shady ass shit. On the Shady Shit Podcast, we're going to cover all the topics ranging from living in a haunted house to dating app scammers to Lizzie Borden and everything in between. Every Friday, I'm going to break down well-known and little-known stories that are sure to induce just a bit of discomfort. I am so looking forward to making your weeks just a little bit weirder. Hi, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I am your host, Mariana Hewitt. And in this week's episode, I'm really excited because I'm sitting down with Bobby Brown. She is a cosmetics pioneer. I'm sure you guys have tried her products over the years. And she recently launched a new brand, Jones Road. I wanted to talk to her about what it's like launching her former company versus now, what the differences are in launching in the current social landscape, and any entrepreneurial advice she has for people who are wanting to start a new company. So if you want to learn a little bit more from Bobby, keep listening. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to have Bobby Brown, the icon and legend here with me today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. You are someone that I have just looked up to for so long. And it's so surreal to be chatting with you today because your products, you know, have been something that I've used for so long. And I'm so excited to chat with you about your journey and your new businesses and companies now. But for those who don't know, can we just get a little brief overview of who you are, you know, your former company and kind of where you exited and where you are now? I am Bobby Brown and I started Bobby Brown Cosmetics over 30 years ago. Basically from my kitchen with 10 lipsticks, I, after four years, my husband and I sold the company to Estee Lauder. I remained for 22 years. I left October of 2016. And as of uh, a week ago, I launched a new cosmetics line called Jones Road. And in those four years, I also uh, renovated a hotel with my husband called The George, a TV and film studio, a justbobby.com editorial site. I've written nine books. Not bad for someone that doesn't, that doesn't know how to type. I never learned to type. I love all of the different things that you do because I feel like in my life, when I think like moving forward, there's so many things that I want to do. And I love that you've shown that you don't have to do just one thing. You can do so many things throughout your career and obviously different things as well. I'd love to talk about Jones Road first, which is your new makeup company that just launched. So tell me about it, where we can buy it and some of your favorite products. Sure. It is just on jonesroadbeauty.com right now. And it's basically you know, a clean brand, all clean, all clean products. But basically my philosophy has evolved so much over the years. I really do believe that women look best when they're not wearing a ton of makeup and that women don't really need a ton of makeup, but you just need makeup that you could like throw on. You just look better. So the, the products are things that you literally could take your hands, you could swipe it on, you could use a brush if you want. Amazing. And one of the products that I'm so excited to try is the Miracle Bomb. It sounds incredible. How do we use that product? It's actually my, my favorite thing <laughs> in the entire universe I've ever made. So it is basically a combination of a, a balm that you put on your skin that makes your skin look alive. It just, it, you know, if you are tired or you had too much fun the night before, mm-hmm. it instantly makes you look better. So we have one 
without color. And right now we have three tints, a rosy one, a tawny one, which is my favorite, and a bronze. And literally you could use it instead of foundation. You could use it as a blush. You could use it like even on your legs. It's so eclectic. You could use it everywhere. And so I'm trying to teach people that when they do their own makeup, like we all, we don't look the same every single day. So it's, it's really giving people an opportunity to say, oh, I need more of this here. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm excited for you to try it. I can't wait. So launching a brand now is obviously a much different landscape than your previous brands. What did you learn from your last company that helped you launch Jones Road? Well, what's so amazing is because of my many years of experience, and I always say, you know, I, I did not have a business degree and I didn't go to one of the Ivy League schools. But everything I learned was on-the-job training. And having this 30 years of experience in old-fashioned beauty from retail to, you know, everything that was involved, when the last couple of years when I was at the company and saw all the brands launch like yours and all the other cool brands, like, it is so much more interesting than doing things the way we did it. So it's amazing that I know all the basic things, you know, from cost of goods to distribution to whatever, but now I'm able to do things so differently and so, you know, organically and just so quickly. I mean, we are literally a couple weeks away from holiday and we're just putting our sets together today. We would, you know, at the old company, we would have done it a year in advance. So it's so awesome not having retailers and salespeople that are expecting and waiting for things. It's really fun. Was there learning curves that you had this time that you thought were different from before, especially like with social media and being direct consumer? Well, absolutely. First of all, with formula, you know, there's not a lot of companies and labs that are doing, you know, amazing clean products. Certainly none of my old labs that I've used for years did them. So had to go find, you know, a whole new team. I had to go find new labs to work with. And, you know, that's the fun part. You know, I yeah. hated most of the things and, until I loved the things. So mm-hmm. it wasn't as easy, as, you know, as it was. And, and my new team had to get to know me. And certainly I was really lucky because in the four years that I left the brand, I was able to, you know, to do things that kind of presented themselves to me. Mm-hmm. So Anyone that asked me to be on an Instagram live, I'd say, sure. You know, I met a lot of cool founders through a a bunch of different things I was doing. And, you know, especially during this pandemic, I've, you know, not, I've kept in touch with so many people. And if there's someone interesting, I always say, here's my number. Can we just go on a, you know, a chat? So I, you know, for me, a chat is I, I walk in the morning, I exercise and I talk to someone on the phone. And I ask a lot of questions and they ask questions and it's kind of neat way to get to know someone. But I also have been really lucky because in the past couple of years, I was invited to India to be the keynote speaker and teacher of the first ever Indian makeup show, which I was shocked I was invited because I'm such a natural makeup artist. And you think of Indian makeup and it's very, very different than my aesthetic, but amazing experience. And then I got asked to do masterclass, you know, makeup Mm -hmm. for masterclass, which was absolutely like epic for me. So I've been really lucky. Speaking of, you know, your journey, I think starting a a company now is much different being a female entrepreneur, but what was it like for you when you started your first company versus now? Because I imagine like there's so many more opportunities and it really is because women like you paved the way 
for generations to come where more people and more women were taken seriously in the beauty and industry. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, not the same landscape back then. And yes, I was an anomaly and I worked with so many different, you know, corporate men and so many corporate women that look, there's nothing corporate about me. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a basically a makeup artist that would spend most of my time on on set. I wasn't a businesswoman. I I didn't play the corporate game. You know, I tried to fit in in the beginning and I realized I can't fit in because it just didn't feel, I couldn't be myself. And then I realized I was much more comfortable in business if I was actually myself and say things like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Can you explain? (laughs) Like I, you know, it took a while to get that confidence. And, you know, I remember like being presented with doing a whitening product. And I was like, I'm not telling people to whiten their skin. And I would fight with them. And then I was, you know, told about the opportunity of contour. I said, I'm not doing a contour palette. I don't believe in it. So, you know, I had to be a little bit tough, but I learned something really valuable. And if you guys hear nothing else, this is really important. When you're sitting, you know, at a big table with a lot of guys, there's no reason to fight. All they, all they need is for you to say, wow, I hear what you're saying. That's an interesting idea. Let me get back to you on it. (laughs) You don't have to say you're going to do it and you don't have to fight with them. So people just want to be heard. That's a great piece of advice. Another question that I have for you is we talked about, you know, your brands and the hotel and the books and everything you're doing. And now that you've launched your third brand, what is it about being an entrepreneur that really keeps you motivated to to want to start new companies? Because it's a lot to undertake every time you want to start something new. You know, it is a lot. I also kind of left out an, uh, one very important brand that I launched during my four-year departure, which was Evolution 18, which is a wellness brand, Beauty from the Inside Out, and we're in direct-to-consumer. We're at Walmart, where I launched Bobby Brown Cosmetics at Bergdorf. We launched Evolution 18 on QVC and Walmart. So amazing to have the different experiences. And that's all beauty from the inside out. So, you know, which really has always been something I've really believed in. And why I do it? Well, really simple. I don't play golf. I don't play tennis. I get bored really easily. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really visual. I'm not afraid to hop on something that I know nothing about. I was approached a bunch of years ago about being the editor in chief of Yahoo Beauty. Dude, I don't know how to type. I don't know much about. You know, <laughs> I can't get myself out of out of a Zoom. No, I can. I can get myself out of a Zoom. But I did it because why not? You yeah. know, like I did it. I lo- and I learned a lot. And that led me to create, you know, just Bobby.com. So I I don't know. I just, I love, I love uh, collaborating with like-minded people and I love doing things that I have no idea how to do. And when people are wanting to start new companies or they don't know how to do things, what do you think a good first step is? Like, let's say there's a girl listening today and she wants to start a makeup company too. What would be some advice you would give her? Well, first of all, there, there are people that have a very natural, you know, way towards being an entrepreneur. And there are people that don't. And us entrepreneurs need people that are not entrepreneurs. We need people with different personalities and skill sets. So not everyone is made out for, you know, for this world. But if you do have, you know, some idea, you can't just say, I want to make a company. You have to have a, a vision of something that is not what what has been done before. 
you know, people can't just say, oh, well, that's really cool. Let me get that packaging and put some products in it and, and mm-hmm. open an Instagram. That's, that's not enough. And that's not going to sustain the business. You have to really have an idea. And then once you have an idea, I mean, I don't want to say get a focus group, but the, all that means to me is ask your friends, mm-hmm. ask your family, ask people, what do you think of this? And if people like kind of shrug their shoulders, like, eh, like you don't have anything. So, and figure out how to do it, whatever it is, without going into debt. Yes. Because <laughs> so many people just think, oh, I need money to do this. I need, you don't. Mm-hmm. If, you know, let's say, forget makeup. Let's say you have an idea for, you know, a, a dog biscuit or a granola or something and you make it and people love it and you can put it in a bag and it's different. And people would say, oh my God, where did you get this? I would buy this. So you make a hundred of them. You put them in a little bag and throw a sticker on it. And if people buy it, then guess what? You have a business possibility. Yeah. I think you don't have to invest too much at the beginning. And I also think there's this misconception of like raising money and the vanity of the numbers and people see that. And so people assume that that's what you have to do now to start a business. And that's definitely not the case. But I think there's been so many headlines about like valuations and stuff. I think the misconception of starting a business now is that you have to have this much money and you definitely don't. By the way, I have never, ever, ever gotten an investment in any company I've ever done. I mean, I don't need to now. I mean, our my husband is... Well, it's not true. My husband's our investor, but you know. <laughs> so basically... I believe I'm really old fashioned. I believe in making a profit. I believe Mm -hmm. in being scrappy, being quick and being able to do things that are not complicated. And I think that has helped ultimately in my journey. I think so too. I think that's really good advice, especially for myself too. I think we're really scrappy still. Our team is growing, but we definitely still think small. We're two and a half years in now. And there's so much pressure because I think especially on social media and the way news is now, it's really easy to compare yourself to other brands. But we just try to like look at ourselves and stay inward and focus on what we're doing and, and not try to compete with other people. Right. And take a pause and pat yourself on the back and be so proud of what you've done. I mean, you were one of the brands that inspired me. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That I was realized, oh my God, this is so cool. And when I brought the products into the house and my you know two future daughter-in-laws were like fighting over them, I'm like, okay. That, and, and, I, and they're very cool girls and very different. I'm like, all right, that's so cool that you created this brand and these products that people have heard about, read about, and we're like so excited. Oh my gosh, I have the biggest smile on my face. Thank you so much. It means so much because I'm sometimes in my bubble and now especially being in quarantine for most of this year, I haven't really seen a lot of people. So it's so nice to see the brand reaching so many people and that people get excited and that it's really starting to live beyond us. And I think especially you being on the East Coast, Summer Fridays is like that feeling that you're like looking forward to. And it's just like a feeling that you really understand and So I'm so glad that they like it. I have to send some more. Oh, and I can't believe you're only two and a half years. That's amazing. It's been a a crazy two and a half years. And I really think like looking at your journey and what you did really is the goal for so many brands, myself and so many others, you know, from starting a company and acquisition, staying on board for a long time and exiting. Now that you've done the whole, you know, life cycle of that, what is that dream actually like compared to the reality of what it actually is? Like, uh-huh. What that is it is like? That is a great <laughs> question. That is a great question. But honestly, the journey, and that's what it is. And you're in the, you're in the beginning of your journey. 
when you, yes, you think selling the company is, you know, the end all, you know, maybe you'll be able to buy your mother a house or a facelift the way my mother wanted. She didn't get a facelift. <laughs> she got a, con- she got a condo, but you know, of course that's the dream. But when you align with a big giant corporation, things are different. When I sold to Estee Lauder, it was not a big giant corporation. It was a family owned business. So for the most of the years, it was amazing, but it was, you know, not easy. I couldn't do what I wanted. I couldn't be in charge. I could pretend I was in charge. You know, I had to fight a lot to get what I wanted. And there were certain people that really supported me and believed in me. And there was other people that really, you know, did not. So that's always a possibility wherever you go. And honestly, you'll look back and the journey is so amazing. And, you know, it's hard to maintain, you know, what you started out to do. I mean, I, you know, it's over 30 years ago. I started selling lipsticks, first got engaged and pregnant with my first son. So honestly, people weren't doing that back then. You know, I was living in the suburbs. I was 32 years old. I had a a newborn baby and I was on the phone talking to the Vogue editors, giving them makeup artist tips about how to look fresh. And all of a sudden my kid's puking on me. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like trying so hard because you didn't want to tell people that you're a suburban mom, you know, mm-hmm. with, with a, a married with a kid, God forbid that you're not cool anymore. And so now it's so different. Everyone's got dogs and babies and it's, you know, more okay to be normal. But back then, you know, it wasn't, I was probably, you know, a, a trailblazer because, you know, I'm sorry, that's who I was. I mean, honestly, I was once told by someone I shouldn't tell the editors that my kids play soccer because then they're going to think I'm a soccer mom. No. And, I'm like, and I said, you know what? I am a soccer mom. And that's okay. Because guess what? Soccer moms like to wear makeup too. Yes. I just thought that was like the most bizarre comment. So thinking about like starting a family and kids and stuff, what advice would you have for women who are really career focused and they're, you know, maybe early mid thirties when they're like, okay, they want to keep putting off a family. When do you know it's really the right time? And will it never be the right time? Because it's always going to get busier. There is never the right time. It's always going to get busier. And my two biggest things for advice for all you guys in your thirties is Learn and don't feel bad about taking care of yourself. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's massage or meditation or exercise. Schedule those things in your busy schedule because otherwise you're going to burn out and you're not going to be good for anyone. So that's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two is if I did not have a happy marriage, a happy family, and by the way, I have girlfriends that I've been friends with since, you know, for over 30 years that, you know, we raised our kids together. And yes, I'm the only one at 63 years old starting a new business. They're, you know, they are playing bridge and, you know, whatever they play. I'm like, okay, but they're very supportive of me. But honestly, it's the, it's the real life stuff that matters. You're never going to say, looking back, oh, I should have worked more. No, but you're right. going to say, I wish I, I paid attention, you know, more to my kids. And by the way, I grew my business from from grocery stores and parks. I was on the phone talking to editors while my kids on the playground. I was walking through the frozen food department, grocery shopping, talking to, you know, an editor on the phone. And I had my kid with me. And I mean, it's kind of all a blur, 
But that's the fun stuff I remember. Do your sons have like the entrepreneurial spirit too? Is they Do they want to follow in your footsteps? Well, they don't want to follow in the beauty world, the makeup world, or the product world. So I'm really lucky. My husband and I have three sons and they all have very different careers and interests. And, you know, one of my sons works for a company out of the UK but he's in charge of, you know, of, of what he does. So he's very entrepreneurial. My second son is a digital marketing guru and he's entrepreneurial. And my baby, who's moving to California, so you might have to <laughs> watch out for him, is a graduated college and he's just a super creative photographer, visual guy. And they're the biggest joys in my life. And what I'm most proud of is I raised three really nice boys. Such a an inspiration to see a family and a husband and the career and everything that you have. It's just, it makes me feel excited for my future. Yeah. And you know what? It's not easy. And I've had to learn the hard way, you know, like to let go of certain things, you know, like when I would come home at night and I wanted to talk about da 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 my husband really wasn't that interested. He wanted me present and, you know, asking about his day and mm-hmm. my, you know, and helping the kids with their homework. And that was, you know, for an entrepreneur, it's hard to kind of let go of all that like adrenaline of excitement, you know, but you learn. I hear this a lot on Instagram, especially like girls say, I want to grow up to be a CEO. And then I think there's a difference between being a CEO and a founder because I think the responsibilities are really different. So what do you think the thought process of somebody wanting to be a CEO are versus like what the reality of what it is? Because I think CEO responsibilities are very difficult. And like myself personally, like I don't know a lot about finance and business. So I would rather be founder led and focus on the creative and marketing and product development. Right. Well, when I first launched Bobby Brown, I was the CEO only because we had to print business cards and they said, what, is, what do you want your title to be? I said <laughs> CEO because it sounded cool. No, I would never want to be a CEO. It requires all that stuff that I'm not interested in. But you know what? I, it was always really important for me to have a CEO that aligned with me and understood you know, my entrepreneurial founder personality So I, you know, eventually I became the chief creative officer, which is fine too. But I think that, you know, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that a lot of young girls, like, yeah, they want just, they want to be the boss. Mm -hmm. They just want to be the boss. So, you know, in order to be the boss, you don't just walk out of school and become the boss. You have to literally, you know, walk up that ladder slowly. Some people are meant to have their own businesses and other people are meant to work in you know, supported corporations, not me. And then speaking of corporations, what are really the main differences from working at an independent company versus a corporate company? Well, the independent company is you're just the boss. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to do that. Okay. Do you think that's a good idea? You know, I'll ask the five people in my office, you know, or my husband or my kids or my son's girlfriend. I'm like, I, you know, I make decisions. But when you're in a corporation, oh my God, like you cannot imagine how many different opinions get involved where everything just gets complicated. And I never understood it. And I never understood how much time, energy, and money is wasted. Like the people coming in to help figure out what the deck should look like (laughs) for some meeting in six months. I'm like, oh my God, crazy. Why can't we just figure it out and do it this way? But I'm glad I had both experiences because now I know what I want my new company to be and what I don't want it to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm learning a lot about social media. I mean, I've always been someone active on it. Like 
I, I would rather spend, you know, my visual time on Instagram than reading a book, which is kind of not the greatest, you know, thing that I have to admit, but I, I love, I love it. And, you know, where does my pleasure kind of stop and where does the business me go? And, you know, right now you can't do anything and know that you're not going to get trashed. Like it's, yeah. it's tough. It's, you know, it's tough right now. It's tough being a founder on, on social because I think there's so many pressures because what you do reflects back on the brand and vice versa. And so it's definitely, there's so much pressure that I think people don't realize being like forward facing on social media. But also, you know, look, I was brought up in the suburbs where I was taught, you know, of, of Chicago, the Midwest. And I was just taught about being a good person and you know, I happen to have a wicked sense of humor, but I also really believe in helping people and, you know, not, and I, I don't try to piss people off. Like it's just mm-hmm. not my way, even though sometimes, you know, I do, I can't help it, but I very careful of what I don't put on there because I know everyone is looking at it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just, that's just a, a moral, moral responsibility that I think that everyone should have. I wanted to also ask you about self-care. So I know we talked about Evolution 18 and you care a lot about like the things that you put in your body. This year, especially, I feel like it's so hard to, it's like you're living at work (laughs) instead of like Mm -hmm. working from home. How do you take care of yourself or what are some things that you do for self-care and not to get burnt out? Well, I make sure that I, when I, as soon as I wake up, I drink two glasses of water. And I find for me personally, when I am fully hydrated. It makes a huge difference in my brain, my body, everything. So I actually just put a very annoying alarm on my phone every two hours that goes off to remind me to drink a glass of water. So I'm constantly thinking about what I could do better. I exercise every day, even if it just means I walk. I do, you know, it's for me, I'm out the door before eight o'clock and I will pick up the phone and call a girlfriend or, you know, one of my people that I work with. And it just is a, I could do two things at once, which is really nice. I'm missing so much um, a massage. So I have a Theragun, this amazing little mm-hmm. machine that is so, it just really helps get all the junk out of the body. I have a Peloton in the house. I'm really lucky. I've started doing even some of their stretching class, which I'm really proud of myself. But you know, you just, you have to take care of yourself. You have to schedule those things. And I also know when my head kind of gets discombobulated that I need to take a break, Mm -hmm. that there's just too much going on. You know, being an entrepreneur and being someone creative, like I'm self-diagnosed. I don't have a doctor's diagnosis, but Mm -hmm. I am very like ADD, Mm -hmm. but OCD in my behavior. So I'm either like all over the place or trying to line things up. And I know I am it's really bad for me when I'm doing that. And I need to, I know I need to take a break and go sit on my front steps or somehow calm down. I think those are all good tips. Well, I just wanted to wrap up and let everybody know where we can get Jones Road so they can try the products out. Jonesroadbeauty.com. We are a week old and we've already reordered three or four of our products. Amazing. We, we didn't want to have, you know, overstock. So pretty psyched about that. So it's jonesroadbeauty.com on the Instagram too. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited and so inspired and I can't wait to try all the products. Uh, and I also can't wait for you to come on my podcast just to talk business. Yes, I can't <laughs> to wait. To hear about it. So yeah, well, thanks for asking me and it's nice to connect. Thank you, Bobby. 
So that's it for my chat with Bobby Brown. You can follow her at justbobby.com and you can check out her new beauty brand at jonesroadbeauty.com. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.